Well, good morning again, everyone. Hello. I think you think you're in church, but you're not. You're in a different church today, so uh, just relax and enjoy our 25th anniversary. What's uh, going to happen here is I've asked some people who have been a part of Fullness for a very long time, uh, rather than me preaching a sermon today, for them to share the sermon of their lives of this church with us, the, the testimony of what God has done in this place. So I have some questions. I'm going to interview them. I have some questions, and I'm not taking questions from the crowd, uh, the, uh, to just kind of help guide us along to celebrate this, these 25 years um, together. So I'm going to start with John, Carrie, John and Gwen. John, share with us um, how you and Gwen came to be a part of Fullness. Uh, we actually became a part of Fullness before there was a Fullness. Uh, we were part of the founding group of Fullness. We were in Barton Cathy's Sunday school class at Vestavia Hills Baptist Church. And Bart was the pastor of music. And God laid upon Barton Cathy's heart, as you know, to call this place and this work into being. And we were part of that formation stage with Bart and Kathy. So we've been here for 25 plus years. And he and Gwen have been, uh, we should just cheer for them. Um, not, only, not only have they had to hear me teach uh, for 25 years, but they also had to hear me teach in a Sunday school class. And then they still decided to come and join us uh, when we started the work. So, John, in two words, how would you describe fullness? Loving, blessed. Oh, you're going for a third. And prayerful. Amen. Thanks. So what changes, John, would you say you've seen at fullness in the last 25 years? Well, for one thing, we're a whole lot older <laughs> than we were 25 years ago. Uh, you know, it dawned on me yesterday morning when I was doing my morning walk that Gwen and I are the senior members of the founding group of Fullness Christian Fellowship. Now, that makes you feel really old sometimes. But in a blessing, it doesn't seem that long at all. And then came the Powells, vexed in age, and then the rest of them were just kids. You know, the rest of the, the six uh, founding group families were just much younger. And to watch... God, grow us up and to mature us over 25 years has been a joy that is just beyond my ability to describe to you, to see how we've grown. That first Sunday, we left Vestavia and started our first Sunday at, at fullness. We had a little upright piano that Vestavia had blessed us with and barked. Hey, let me just stop there and say that blessed us is like a, an understatement. It was like the piano that they didn't need in one of the Sunday school rooms that you couldn't then tune. Uh, that's the piano we started with. So, yeah, but you know what? More we like had, a honky-tonk piano, wasn't yeah, it, John? Yeah, that's right. We, it had black cloth stapled over the back so you couldn't see it inside. <laughs> right. But you know what? We had a worship leader who had a heart for God and who was committed to follow God. And that made it sweet. The sounds that came from that old piano and from that little group of people. You know, this morning, Bart, thank you for There is a Fountain. That song has a profound impact 
in my life. And I can't usually sing it because I just don't get that far. But it's, it's, it's one of those incredible songs, and I thank you for including that. But to watch how Bart has matured as our leader over that time and, and to, to, to listen to what he brings to us every Sunday morning compared to when we first started and he was new and fresh and uncertain. But you know what? He was following God's heart, and it shows and today you see, you have the beauty of the result of that. Our elders, to watch how they matured as a group in leading God. And you know what? We don't know where God is going to take us in the next 25 years. I'm not sure they know. They may have glimpses, but each day is part of that journey. And to be a part of this body called fullness, to mature with this body, and you will mature in this body if you'll open your heart to God you will grow you will change you will see the fullness of what God has intended for your life if you'll if you'll if you'll get real with God and make the prayer father change me in every way that I need to be changed I guarantee you 25 years from now you will be sitting up here saying, wow, look what the Lord has done. Yes, it's been a, at times it's been very painful as we've seen people come and grow. One of the things that, that, that typifies fullness is the loving nature of this body. You can't help but become involved with those who walk through that door. And when they do, you become involved in their life. When they leave, and in some cases we've had some very precious people go on to be with the Lord, there's pain. But there's pain in growing, and there's pain in maturity. It's not just all joyful. But, you know, it's, it's a journey. It's a journey that will not end. And I don't know, many of you are too, too young to remember an old baseball player named Yogi Berra. But Yogi was kind of goofy and that he said some things that would just make you say, whoa, what's he talking about? But one of the things Yogi said that he's famous for was he said, it ain't over till it's over. Well, fullness ain't over. We have time to still and we will be matured and we will grow and we will continue to seek the heart of God. Amen. That's the people of fullness. Yeah. That's how we've changed over time. Amen. Thank you, John. So when, um, I, I've told the story before, but just my goal, one of my goals in life was to raise people up into the fullness of the Lord. And the second goal was to teach John Kerry to clap on two and four uh, <laughs> rather than just on one and three um, because uh, he'd been raised among white people his whole life. And so he could only clap on one and three and but in the old facility that we were in, when we started in Lorna Road on that upright piano, um, we started with transparency machine. Jack, you remember? It was a transparency machine. Kathy was our first transparency girl. And so she would do the transparency. And it was so tight in that building that our first drummer was Reed Coppage. I could turn this way and say, hey, Reed, we're not going to do that song. And then to Kathy, hey, we're going to do another song. I mean, we were all right next to each other during, that, during those uh, early days. So 
They were precious times. Thank you, John. Chris and Wendy, um, share how you got to be a part of Fullness in brief, because it's a, it's a history with the Brookins family. Okay. Um, God is sovereign, and uh, I'll just share briefly that in 1990, I don't know where you were in 1990, but in 1990, Wendy and I uh, met Bart and Kathy at a wedding reception in Dallas, Texas. And there was, Wendy knew, I'd never met Bart and Kathy, although we were part of their church. Um, but anyways, um, Jared was there, uh, a ba- small baby and a couple weeks old. And at that meeting, the Holy Spirit came upon me. Now you say, well, I've never had that happen since then. Okay, so when I met Bart and, and Kathy, I'd never had experienced that and never have since in the same way. And I just, I didn't know what to think of it. But it, what it led to, uh, the following year, we moved to Birmingham. And through a series of events in Miami, Florida, where we lived, and um, crying out to God one day on the way home from work, literally um, crying out to God. And uh, the next day, I had two job offers to move and uh, within 30 minutes. And so we moved to Birmingham, and Bart and Kathy had moved here about six months prior. And so the, the following couple of years, we, were, we just knew God had called us here, and we didn't know why, but in... We learned, and obviously in the following two years, right before 1993, that we'd be a part of a church plant, which uh, we were just following what the Lord was doing. So God was showing his sovereign hand back in the early 90s, and so that's how we got here. So, yeah. so um, for those of you who don't know, there were five families that founded Fullness. Um, four of the five are still a part of Fullness, which is, if you think about it, 25 years later is unbelievable. Um, Chris and Wendy, John and Gwen, me and Kathy, and then Larry and Jan Powell. And really, there, there would not be a fullness without these other families, uh, what they gave. So give them a hand and celebrate. Thank them for what they've done. I just want to say, Go ahead, Wendy. we were 25. <laughs> Stop doing the math. <laughs> <laughs> we were 25. We had no idea. Yeah, we I was 34. <laughs> so go ahead, do the math. Um, <laughs> John? How are you? Never mind. John, it's okay. It's okay, buddy. So, so Wendy, you're older and older now. All right, Wendy, you've heard every single one of my sermons in 25 years. What's your favorite sermon series I've ever done? Wow. Um, well, the, the last set that you did, because that's really all I can remember. Okay. <laughs> And since, since I am the financial administrator, I would say the one on giving. <laughs> oh, good. We need more. Yes, thanks. I, I do want to, to add to what Chris said in that um, we go way back with the Brookins. No matter where I go in life, I can't get away from the Brookins because they... He, and who would want to? <laughs> yeah. Well, Pastor Jimmy, Bart's dad, was my pastor. He came to be our pastor when I, and, and yours when I was in the seventh grade. He baptized me when I was 16, and then I went to college, and there was Brookins in Texas. I went all the way to Texas, and they, they were, Bart, uh, Bart and his brother were, were going to seminary um, in Texas, and then we moved back to, I moved back to Florida. We got married. Bart's dad married us, and then shortly after we got married, he got the job offers, and um, Jimmy came up to us and said, you know, Bart and Kathy are, are just accepted um, 
a position at First at Vista View Hills Baptist. And so we said, okay, we'll go. They're starting a new uh, contemporary praise and worship service, and we'll be, we'll, we'll be a part. So that's how kind of we connected with Bart and Kathy in Birmingham. So either one of you can take this. What, what aspect of fullness in the last 25 years um, ha have you experienced that's impacted you guys the most? Or how would you describe fullness? Okay. Um, you know, I was thinking, you know, since I'm trying to think, there's so many areas um, of this church that I've had the privilege of serving in. Um, I've served in virtually every single ministry in this church, except for women's ministry, and I haven't been on staff yet. Yet, maybe God's timing. You never know. My, my wife's there, so we, we got it covered. But whether it's men's ministry, um, ushering, um, prayer ministry, eldering, preaching, worship team, teaching on Wednesday nights, small groups, I've had a chance to see so many different people in so many different facets. Um, and it's just, it's just really an honor, you know, to just see. I aspired to none of them, honestly. But I said, God, whatever you want me to do. And so, you know, that's what we've done. Wendy, got anything to add? Well, um, it's a privilege to serve here. And um, I've, I consider fullness my family. Um, and you, you said two words. I'll go ahead and answer you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you two words to describe fullness. It would be my forever family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've had tough times. We have a, just like a family. We have ups and downs. But I'm, we're committed to this place. And so um, it's just been a privilege to serve here. And um, I couldn't think of any other place I'd rather be. Yeah. Um, I just tell a little story, you know, in, including our whole families here today, and they were. This is the only church they've ever known, and um, I remember when Abby was going to um, our baby was going to UAB, and she's uh, about to be a junior. Um, she decided to go to UAB. She's living on campus, but she she, she remarked to me, and it really um, made an impact on me. And she said, "Mom." I get to come to fullness still. Mm -hmm. I get to. So, you know, I thought that was really um, spoke a lot to um, how we feel about this place. Mm -hmm. so. Amen. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Ricardo, share how you get, got here, my friend. Um, and this could be a long story, so we, he's going to shorten it down just a little bit for the sake of time. But really, share your story because it's so remarkable. Uh, well, I got here probably for, not probably, but I'm pretty sure for God's grace, uh, his plan that he had overall. Uh, you know, we're originally from Mexico, and uh, we got here uh, 22, 23 years ago, and, uh, you know, not really our, uh, we were not, uh, you know, I was raised Catholic, and, uh, you know, I did a lot of stuff with my mom and stuff like that, but... You know, I never really knew Jesus, and uh, Melina, you know, she didn't really believe in anything, and uh, uh, we got here, we started uh, uh, here in the U.S. to start our life to raise uh, Alan, which was our firstborn, 
And uh, at some point, uh, obviously, things were not working out, and, and, and God, in his uh, grace, uh, allowed a friend uh, to start ministering to Melina. And uh, Melina then got saved. She started coming here. At that time, we were having a lot of issues. And, you know, actually, I came and visited here because uh, I thought that she was coming to some kind of cult or something. So, uh, actually, that, that first time uh, when I came here, it was actually the uh, 10th anniversary celebration. And uh, uh, one of the first people that uh, had eye contact with me was TV Drew. And he was a big man. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> all right. And, you know, see, he greeted me and all that. So, anyhow, we continued to uh, have issues. And, uh, you know, at the time... Uh, uh, you know, we were not uh, living together, and uh, just by God's grace, you know, I uh, one time came here, it was uh, uh, March 4th of 2004 that, you know, I got saved in the church office with Cheryl and Pastor Bart, and uh, I became then uh, Melina's uh, brother in Christ, so she had to forgive a lot of stuff. Uh, <laughs> she... She was not happy with that at the time, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, it's just, uh, uh, it's been an amazing journey. I mean, everything that uh, has happened, and, uh, you know, we got married here. Uh, I have baptized uh, three of my kids here. Pastor Bard baptized me here, so it's just been, to me, uh, an incredible journey of uh, God's grace and uh, restoration uh, obviously, it's been the only church we have ever known. Um, so that's pretty much how, how we got here. Uh, and uh, just, uh, it's been amazing. I mean, it's uh, with, with me especially, because Melina has a lot of family that lives here, but uh, I don't. And uh, just leaving everybody behind and uh, starting to be a part of a church that it's, it's a total different feel for uh, you know, what you learn being Catholic and just people that start loving on you, that uh, really people that uh, will take their shirt to put it on you, and uh, it's, it's just been amazing. And uh, such a uh, part of our lives just to, you know, be strong and stay in the Lord and, and just to continue to, to fight the battles for uh, God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what two words would uh, describe fullness for you? I will say the same as Wendy. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I tried. I, I knew that maybe somebody was going to say that before, and it's my family, our mm-hmm. family. It's just I, I truly believe it. I mean, I know that I may not be, you know, calling everybody every week or every month, but but I know that if I text someone or if we call someone, you guys are there for us. And, and I think that other people know the same, and I hope feel that from us because, I mean, to me, that, that's what it's all about. Yes. Anything else you want to share about it? Uh, yes, I mean, I just wanted to, uh, to, to say that, that, uh, uh, you know, I know we come here on Sundays and we worship and, you know, we, we raise our hands and we get uh, uh, all fired up. And, but, but, you know, here is to recharge. You know, the battle is out there. And just like, uh, like Warren was saying a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, it, we really need to get in our hearts the belief in, in believing, you know, what Jesus has done for every single one of us. Because, you know, I've just been asking myself, it's like, why am I not out there screaming this to everybody? And I hope that, uh, 
You know, we come together strong in, in, in when we're out there with everybody, not just when we're here together and, and we know each other and we hug each other and all those things, but when it gets stuff out there, it's, uh, we, we need to push forward. It's, uh, I think, incredible times that we live on, and uh, uh, there's work to, to do. Amen. Thank you. Cindy, um, share how you got here. What two words describe fullness to you? And okay. then I'll launch into some others. Well, we met Bart and Kathy through a ministry that we were involved in uh, back in the 90s. And our paths just kept crossing. And we actually came to their house. And Kathy was pregnant with Adam. And Wendy had a baby and a pumpkin seed. I, I don't know if that was Bethany or Jonathan. Jonathan. And, uh, okay, was that the same piano that we all went downstairs and you... No, that piano was actually even worse than the one they gave us. That okay. was my personal <laughs> piano that I had. Bad. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. No, no, that was even uh, worse. It's no, so. it's no... There were notes missing on yeah, that one. Yeah, it was no yeah. reflection on Bart, but it literally was... I remember him banging out, like, notes on the piano. And uh, so it was just uh, the Coons and just the little families he mentioned. It was very small and... We went down, we, we had some refreshments, and we went downstairs, and I remember thinking, oh, how sweet. Um, I was going to a, a, a large charismatic church, and I thought, oh, this is sweet, you know. And uh, our paths just kept crossing, and uh, at, at the point of us, the Lord leading us uh, in a different direction from the church we were going, it was time for the grand opening, and Bart, we happened to cross paths again, and he said, hey, why don't you guys come? And so we did, and that was August of 94, and that was also the Shoop's first Sunday, so we had the same fullness anniversary. Um, so we decided to stay and have been here ever since. So, so during those 24 years, Cindy, what has fullness meant to you? Hmm. Fullness for me um, is, a, it's, I would say gracious family. I'm just going to go ahead and say my two words. Um, for me, fullness is a place where we live out the one another's that we find in Scripture. Um, we love one another. We pray for one another. Uh, we walk together through the good times and the bad times. And we bear one another's burdens. And my family... My children and I went through a really difficult trial, very, very difficult. And there was a huge outpouring of love and grace to me, to my children. Um, this church fullness was an anchor in my children's lives. And the relationships that we built, we still have today. Uh, the families, we all raised our children together. But this place was, I don't think that going through what we did, that our family could have been in a better place. And I love this church. Amen. Well, we love you too. Is there anything else you want to add? Or... No. <laughs> it, you always ask a crying woman, go ahead and cheer some more. So that's what I, uh, I'm good at that. <laughs> Our first staff member was Greg Rogers. Uh, yeah. yeah. Greg, tell, tell everybody how you got here. Uh, 
First of all, uh, my family, stand up on my kids. All but Jessica and John, they're actually in Tulsa right now. And then Michelle's not here, too. They're all right there. They don't want to stand up, but that's it. So that's kind of cool. They don't look small like they used to. Yeah, you know, yeah. Micah with a beard kind of looks like Wolverine out there. And so Micah graduated yesterday, just right? Just graduated yesterday from UAB. That's right. So. UAB. So in 1993, I was at a church in Florida, and uh, the Lord said, you need to, to leave, and we were going to go to Beeson Divinity School, and, uh, but I was determined not to go back into traditional Baptist church I've been part of, and, and so much so that if I had to start a new church, I was coming here, and I said, if I have to start another church, I don't know if there's one here in Birmingham or not, but I, that's how committed I was. Um, I was talking with the pastor of Philadelphia Baptist, and I was telling him the same thing. And he said, well, you might like a church uh, that's just started. And uh, just started at Beeson, and, and he mentioned Bart and mentioned Fullness. And I thought, well, you know, I, okay, I, I'm, I'll give him a call. What I didn't know is Bart was also at Beeson. He had put up a flyer for potential somebody to work with the youth. So I didn't know that was even there. So I called him and I said, hey, I'm from Beeson Divinity School. And he goes, good. You, you know, kind of see my flyer? And I'm like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And um, so I just, you know, gave a little bit of my story. And so uh, we went out and met and, and started talking. And I had been a part of a church where Pastor Peter Lord was. And one of his best friends was Jack Taylor. And that was a, a great mentor for Bart. And those two guys were like great friends. And so instantly Bart and I had... Uh, kind of like history with no history because of the relationship of these two men. Uh, we understood kind of our concept of elders, of what church life should be like. And, and so he said, hey, are you interested in being a youth pastor? It's what I'd been. And I thought, well, maybe. But the transition for us right now is that I need to get a job. I need to do some things for my family, that, that transition. So I said, let's wait until the spring. And so in January, after much of that transition, we, we uh, came on staff as youth pastor and then children's pastor, then college, and kind of as, as the church grew, I took on different titles throughout the, uh, the time here. One of the things that impacted me, Bart, about your life that has been true, I just wanted to mention, was we used to have banners up, you know, that was kind of 90-ish, right? But uh, wow. um, one of those was Chronicles 16.9. Uh, the eyes of the Lord look to and fro. And that was Bart's, really his passion for his own personal life. He wanted to be that guy that when God looked throughout the earth, he'd find him standing strong. And if you've been in ministry long like we have, that's not always the case. Man, it's just not always the case. People falter. But one of the things that Bart has been has been that person. And uh, so that so he raised the bar for the rest of us. Right, He and Kathy are still in the fight, and they're pursuing God with all they have. Then it makes the rest of us want to do that. A uh, couple words. Worship, uh, one of the things that, you know, man, and you, none of you fully understand what it's like to have to lead worship for about 40 minutes and then preach. He did that when he was young. There's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. But, but the, the people that he brought in, even in our small location, smaller location, Worship was always just uh, a prominent part. We're not going to have a church service without trying to engage God in our worship. And so that's one of the words. The second word that everybody's mentioned here is family. But since Bart let me go last, they get to kind of preach it a little bit. But uh, so with family, uh, for us, I mean, meaningful is that you engage in life. And as Cindy was saying, in other words, life is messy. There's going to be those times when... 
when if you don't have family, if you're not already engaged and you start going through it, it's almost too late. I mean, we still will care, but boy, it's best to have those relationships first before you go through those trials. It can really help you through that. And that's true in our life. Uh, I'm thinking of when Katie was born and uh, TV, you actually went and kept all our kids in the park while Pam was in labor. You know, I mean, so just different things that was engaged there uh, and there. And so you engage in life. One of those things is like even Bart pulled David and Jonathan's teeth before I got to pull them. I'm like, what is that about? And that's the job. And Bart's got, I just got a gift for pulling teeth. I said, okay, you go ahead. And so engage in life there. Another one is that you experience life. I'm using some of the E words if you kind of hear that. So uh, that's fullness there. Um, but for many of you men that were here, you know, the renovation of this sanctuary, all of us are experiencing this. It's continually being renovated. I got it. But that first renovation time was really some bonding time for the men. And then we got to do it again when it flooded. <laughs> I think Bart was out of town on one of those times there. We were all trying to get it ready before the church service the next day. So and you remember this. So we, we have all these life experiences like the renovation, like that. Uh, for me, one of the things when they asked, Greg, what are you going to do with children's ministry? I said, I want to give the children life experiences and the youth life experiences. And so some of that was mission trips that we went on. And those are impactful because you have those opportunities to experience life, not just the negative things, but even positive and one of those that we were laughing about, you'll remember, we, back on Lorna Road, we had a live nativity. We brought animals on. And then, of course, if the angels were going to be in the air, why don't we put them up on top of the roof? Mm-hmm. And so, literally, we had, a little, we had a spotlight up there, and all of a sudden, and now the angel appeared, and these kids were walking to the edge of the roof. <laughs> you just wanted to experience life a little bit there, so... But I'm thinking to myself. Oh, we didn't so, uh, lose anyone. We didn't lose anyone. Yeah, we didn't one. lose anyone. Yeah. Well, no, we didn't do it again. That was a one-time one, one act. One-time act. Live nativity in the parking lot. People would come up and pull in, and so we'd listen. So just, but all of those experiences we're laughing about because those are some of the things when you think back. And so when you talk about family, that we've shared life from all of our worship and everything else. And the last word for that is expanding and I just love the fact that this church touch uh, lives literally all over the world. Uh, we've, seen, we've sent missionaries, and I've had opportunities to go literally in, in, in countries on different continents. We've, we support, this church supports missionaries all over the world continuously. And so when you're a part of this, it's not just what we're experiencing here, but literally we are touching lives in another place. I think of Amy Jacks. Man, that's a... Uh, she's shared here and, and supporting her, but, you know, still in the fight there with the Muslim women. And, uh, and this church is, is that DNA of engaging in family is supporting people that are still expanding the ministry in other places. Amen. We talked earlier, and um, you said you wanted to pray for us. Yeah. Uh, which I think it's uh, appropriate as we kind of launch forward into the next however many years. Yeah, so uh, my life's been transformed. One of the other things about Bart, if, if you're around him, he really encourages each of you to excel in your giftings, whatever those are. And he gave me multiple opportunities uh, to preach and to excel in the giftings. And one of those things I really enjoyed as I grew as a minister was praying for people. And my heart to encourage each one of you is to be able to learn how to hear the voice of the Lord and engage with him. He never, 
ever leaves any one of us. And so when we talk about prayer and what I'm about to pray for us now, it's really asking the Lord for us to have an ear to hear. But I'm a firm believer that he says, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. And if every one of us every day will have a heart of obedience to follow where he leads, we'll be right in the middle of the will of God for our lives. Even if it's tough, even if life throws junk at us, the Holy Spirit can do that. And so I found that prayer is one of those ways that each one of us connect with God personally. And not just here in church, but you pray and you talk to him, and he, through the power of his Holy Spirit, will lead each one of us. And so I just wanted to uh, pray over us that individually and as a church body, you're praying for the leadership to hear the words of the Lord, to make any adjustments necessary so that we're pursuing him. So if you would place your hands just in a place of receiving in front of you. Lord, as uh, we sang uh, these songs, one of the reasons why they were so wonderful is because they exalt you. They help us declare and put words in our mouth of how wonderful you are. We sing over and over, you're king, you're warrior, you're loving, and you're here. And so, God, we thank you so very much for your presence. And, Father, we thank you that you are a fountain, not a pond, but you're living water. You're constantly giving to every one of us right at this moment. The river of life is fully available. All that God is is available to us at this moment. We have this treasure in this earthen vessel. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, you're present. And so, Lord, I pray today for those that are weary, as we pray to one of the songs, that you would be strengthened in the Lord. Lord, I pray that those that, that have been struggling, you speak those words that are so clear that I love you, I will never leave you, I have a plan for you, you can always trust me. God, we thank you that the Holy Spirit's saying that over and over and over again in our lives. And Lord, when we look and we're not exactly sure how we're going to solve the answer for the next day, God, you, you, you're still there. Give us ears to hear. Jesus, you said many, many times, let him who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And so, Father, we pray right now all over the room, you would give us ears to hear again. Unclog the concerns of the world and the junk that would cause us to, the worries and the fears that would cause us not to hear. Un unclog all of that. So we hear clearly the voice of our Savior, the voice of the one who loves us. Fill each of us with your Holy Spirit. Fill us, fill us, fill us to overflowing. Let us walk out the, the callings that you have for each one of us. The destiny, the purpose, the people that you've placed in our lives for us to be the hands and the feet of Jesus and to be your mouth to declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And so, Lord, we're asking, Holy Spirit, that you would move in our lives. 
We thank you for this church. Thank you for the commitment to pursue you and to not give up. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's thank those who gave a testimony again. Y'all are dismissed for the now. And as those who gave testimonies stepped down, except for Chris, Kathy, would you come up and join Pastor Bart? This is called a surprise. It's not on the agenda. Bart might have suspected something, but it was not on the list. So you're just going to have to be patient, Bart and Kathy, for a moment, okay? Would the other elders come on up? As you know, while they're coming up, our church has several things that support it. In, in addition to you, our congregation, we have a wonderful staff. We have a board of trustees, seven trustees from around our congregation, and we have a board of elders. And right now, you're looking at the board of elders, including senior pastor, senior elder Bart. And we wanted to, do, to end this time, and then we'll turn it back over to Bart to close the service, uh, as elders to express our appreciation to Bart and to Kathy. Uh, we're a diverse elder team. We have different personalities, different backgrounds, and we don't always agree on everything, but we always come out of every meet, meeting in agreement. Uh, because we view ourselves as watchmen on the wall, and we take our positions seriously. Uh, so as elders, we wanted to show our appreciation to Bart and Kathy, and at the same time, we're going to show the appreciation of the congregation itself. So, Chris Kuhn. Okay, I ha we have a few presentations to make. The first is a gift for Bart and Kathy. So let me hand these to you, Bart and Kathy. There you go. Watch. These Watch. are watches. Let me read this. These timepieces are engraved to reflect our gratitude as a congregation for 25 years of moments in time that you have facilitated through your love, devotion, and service to the Fullens family. Thank you, the flock. We love you. Okay. TV. TV. We have another gift for machine you. Up here. This is from the family. This is from all of us. And a, granite is one of the hardest stones. And it's one of the, it's something that you build a cornerstone. Hold it to your mouth. You build a cornerstone around. And we've put in, we, want, had, we wanted something that would stand through time. Because that's what y'all have done for us. You've stood through time. And it says, in appreciation for 25 years of faithful ministry to fullness, fullness. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. And we love y'all. Thank you so love much. You too. Thank y'all so much. Grant. Grant. Oh, I got it. Okay. Bart and Kathy, our 
congregation loves you all and the service that you've given over the last 25 years. And I know you appreciate our love and support and, and prayers over the last 25 years. Those are invaluable. However, we think there's something else that you might also appreciate. <laughs> so we have gathered some funds together, and I'm going to present you with a check for $5,000. Wow. Thank so, you. Are you going to... Oh, hopefully that's a blessing to you, too. I know the prayer is important, but maybe you can buy some pudding pops. Thanks. All right, at this time, uh, we're going to ask our elder, Tom Kemma, if he would close this section, then it'll go back to Bart. So, Bart and Kate, would you come over a little bit? We want to anoint you and bless you. And so, Tom. So, if you want to grab some oil. So, you'll just join me and uh, let's just pray a prayer of blessing over Bart and Kathy. Father, we thank you for, for Bart and Kathy and for their faithful and fruitful service here at, at Fullness for the past 25 years. Um, you know well their, their achievements and their hard work, their perseverance, and their commitment to this place. So, Father, we have been greatly blessed to have them as loving pastors and spiritual leaders. They have uh, guided us. They have guarded us. And they do everything with excellence. And we, we just have a deep respect and admiration and appreciation for them, Father. So as, as we look forward to the future, Father, we, we as elders, we just happily reaffirm uh, the commission upon their lives to lead this church into the future. And, Father, we ask you to bless them with an anointing for even greater success in the future, Father. Give them more, a greater hunger for your presence and thirst for your word, God, a closer, deeper, more intimate walk with you. We do pray, God, they would have ears that hear the voice of God, eyes that see what you want them to, Father, hearts that understand the revelation of the Lord. Father, we pray that they would continue to walk in humility before you, continually, regularly seeking to hear from you, to, to find out what you're up to and, and where you're going and what you're doing and, and how this church can join in with you in accordance with what you've called us to do. And Father, we pray that they would always remain faithful to their first love. So we call upon you, Lord, right now to anoint them with a greater measure of your spirit. Cause them to know your will more perfectly. Cause them to love and to do your will more perfectly, Father. And we also ask you bless them in the years ahead with good health, with peace and with joy, with prosperity and with happiness. Lord Jesus, you hold Bart and Kathy in your hand and you hold them securely and you look at them with great love, Father. May they come to know your love more and more. And may they also be assured, Father, that our love for them is unconditional and it's unwavering. So bless them, Lord, with all they need for success in the future. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you. Love you all. Thanks. Hey, thank you all. Uh, I, I am blessed to serve with the elders that I serve with. I mean, I, I know I, I, I don't say I, thank you enough, but thank you guys. It's, it's been an incredible blessing. And I, again, I don't know that um, you know how incredible it is that You've got three elders who served together 25 years. TV and Eartha came within the first couple of years. I can't remember exactly what year. When, when did y'all come, TV? 95, so two years. Uh, Tom and Carrie came within that 
pretty much that same time frame, somewhere early in those first couple of years. And Grant and Amanda have been a part for a long time. It, it's, it's incredible, and I am so grateful. I'm grateful also for, we've got some former staff that are here, uh, Mark Rhodes, uh, was a youth pastor. Of course, Andrea and Cheryl were on staff, and Greg, and anybody else that I've forgotten that's on staff? Anyway, Stacy, oh my gosh. <laughs> Do you know, <clears throat> Stacy, Teresa, see, it keeps going. So thank you all. Thank you all for all of your service uh, to this church and for putting up with me. Um, and I, I don't say that lightly, I, I know. Um, <laughs> I know what I'm like. Um, if you came, let me just, I won't drag this out too long, but if you came when we were at our original location, which was down near Chuck E. Cheese, the Old Town location, if that's when you came to Fullness, stand up. Thank these people. They were here 24 years ago. I think Buddy Miriam and Jack may have come before our official grand opening even. If you came, if your first Sunday was, uh, and you came to Fullness when we were at the Lorna Road location, stand up. Thank them. All right, the rest of you have come since you've been here, so thanks. Paul prays this prayer in Philippians. He says this to the Philippian church. And let me just say, this is my, my thought as well for us when I think about fullness. Um, and let me just say how seldom I think a pastor who's been part of a place for as long as I've been pastor of this place could say these words. Uh, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Um, I know a lot of pastors, and not all of them can say about their church, I thank my God in every remembrance of you. I want to thank you for allowing me the privilege of being your pastor. Um, it, it is a joy. When I first started as pastor, um, I, I mean, I say this all the time, kind of in jest, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I preached one sermon. Uh, I remember when we first started talking about, Wendy was reminding me this the other day, when we first started talking about fullness, uh, Wendy was like, well, who's going to be the pastor? <laughs> and uh, she's like... You can sing, but I don't know about the rest. That's honestly how we all felt. And uh, God has been gracious because this, isn't, this is never supposed to have been Bart's church. This has always been God's church. Uh, my prayer is that when people talk about fullness, they talk about the gracious work of God in this place. Not about a person, uh, not about um, any individual, but about what God's doing here. 1 Thessalonians, one of the passages we've used over and over again, says this. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your entire spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless until the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. 
He will do it. Not us, not me, him. He's the one who builds this church. The first Sunday we ever met, way back when, even before our grand opening in April, we sang these next two songs together. And to me, they're, one of them's pretty dated, one of them's timeless. Um, but to me, they signify what God, what God has done, what God will do, what he's doing in the days ahead. So I want to sing them again because uh, they're true 25 years later. And I want you to just join me as we celebrate the goodness and graciousness and faithfulness of God. So stand up. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing. I will sing. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord. With my mouth will I make known Thy faithfulness, Thy faithfulness With my mouth 